you are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and of course, the television and film business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and this is the final episode for the year 2022 and for the month of December before Christmas and New Year's. So let's get right into it, shall we? Now, over the course of the year and since the beginning of this podcast, I repeatedly, on occasion, brought up why you should not pay any attention to critics, especially those movie critics that don't even know what criticism is, and I pointed out that there are two types of criticism. One is destructive criticism, which is the basis of my critique of criticism and the critiques themselves. And then there is also the constructive criticism who I am a proponent of, which I am a proponent of, should I say rather. Now, the reason being is uh, I also may have touched on the differences between constructive and destructive criticism. Now, with constructive criticism, helpful criticism is offered and it will allow a creative practitioner such as a movie goer, a filmmaker, as well as a screenwriter and a producer to improve on the work that the project is being worked on. Now, when it comes to destructive criticism, all the critic is doing is putting the work down, using words that they themselves sound smart, but it's not. And the reason for that is, let's just say, for example, if someone says something isn't realistic, which is something that I keep bringing up, and not believable and all that stuff. I also bring up this point. I also brought up this point that movies and TV shows are make-believe. They are designed to entertain us, not for us to use as reference or as proof that that does or does not happen in real life. And this is something that the critics bring up. And that is bad criticism. Later on, as I progressed in the podcast throughout the year, I dialed down the criticism a bit and acknowledged that not all critics are bad and simply... They just don't know criticism. 
they don't know what they're critiquing and they don't know what sort of films they are critiquing or what sort of work they are critiquing. So, for example, if you run into a critique who is great at critiquing romance-based movies, but then you tell him to critique a fantasy movie or a educational movie, which they are accustomed to, what the critic will do is they will confuse the education movie and the romance movie. They will confuse that with the fantasy movie and say, no, this does not happen in real life. This is unrealistic. Now, forgetting that us, the audience, want to suspend our disbelief. Now, this is the one factor that I am identifying this year and that I have identified that critics today are lacking. And what that means to you, dear listener, is that critics cannot be relied on reliably to give you honest criticism about a movie. Now, there are movies that I do criticize, that I do agree with the critics on. Let's get that out of the way. But when it comes to movies that do great, and when it comes to movies that show potential, and when it comes to the pre-production of movies and TV shows that show potential and that are going through a phase where they are yet to be greenlit and they are worked on being developed, this is where the critics actually flop. They fail in the sense that they point to something that is insignificant and say, hey, this is unrealistic, change it. And not really offering realistic solutions on how that can be changed. And all the while forgetting the idea or the notion of suspension of disbelief by the audience. Now, when you critique a movie or a TV show, it's important to know that you will want to suspend your disbelief and you would want to unwind at the end of the day now, one of the things that I did bring up, and this is one of the questions that I did bring up throughout the year in one of the episodes, is asking the critic this important question. So you dealt with a whole day's worth of reality during your day job, and now you want more of it? See what is going? You see, these critics or these people, when they critique movies, they expect reality. They expect and compare the movie to reality, which is something that is a no-no. You are not suspending your disbelief in that case. When it comes to a fantasy movie or an action movie, 
the key thing to remember is you are watching a movie or a TV show that asks the question, what if, and they are operating on a make-believe premise, and these critics are ruining it. And when somebody asks why our movies and TV shows are bad these days, part of the problem is the critics and, of course, the over-reliance of them by creative practitioners such as screenwriters and filmmakers or showrunners. Now, that in itself is bad. Here's why. When you over-rely on a critic to greenlight your work, to say, hey, okay, this is good to go, you are giving up your power, whether you are a producer or a screenwriter or a filmmaker, you are giving up your power while all the while forgetting, hey, whose story is this? You need to be affirmative. You need to be confident in your story. You need to believe in your characters. Now, I could have this quote right here. I've got this quote right here by a filmmaker in Tollywood, S.S. Rajamoli. Now, I'm pretty sure you may have heard about him. So he has this to say after the success of his recent film, RRR. If you don't know what that is, Google it. You'll find it. And, of course, he has Bahubali 1 and 2. Both of these films were successes, or rather three, because Bahubali 1 and 2 are actually two movies, and RRR is another movie. But anyway, he has this to say. When something excites you, a story or characterization, you immediately forget about everything else. You only think about how to make a movie out of it. The economics come only later. You shouldn't let money dictate the kind of films you should make. Now, this is in response to a uh, Film Courage video that I just watched on YouTube where it's titled, Hollywood Wishes That It Made Movies Like RRR. Now, I agree that because of what's going on today and because of the over-reliance on the critics by Hollywood and other mainstream film industries and, of course, the uh, giving up of the power and the confidence which suggests that ask the question, whose story is this? Is it the critic's story or is that your story? Very important to remember. And with that being said, we'll be cutting to a short break before the final segment where I will be closing this show for the year and coming back next year. So don't think I am closing up shop for good for this show. 
I will be back for another installment starting next year. Got something new. So stay tuned and we will be right after the break. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters. And then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry. And you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I sort of recapped throughout the year what I was doing with this podcast and my recap of uh, what I talked about mostly and I touched on the critics why I believe they are so wrong so dead wrong and I also explained that the creative practitioners such as producers Screenwriters and filmmakers and, of course, the showrunners have lost confidence in their work. Now, they do not believe in their characters. Now, the quote that I read out to you, or the quote that is by Rajamali, a Tollywood director, not a Hollywood director, but a Tollywood director who brought us, like I said, RRR, his recent success movie, and of course, Bahubali, also a success franchise, and which I believe in Tollywood, when you come up with an original or a successful movie or a successful formula, there'll be like 15 different freaking variants of it. That's the whole trick. But anywho, what really happens when you, the creative practitioner, filmmaker, producer, whoever you are, including screenwriters, when you give up your power to a critic and let the critic decide, let the critic tell you whether or not your work is good or not, you are doing yourself a disservice. Now, I'm sorry if this hurts you or I'm sorry if this offends you, but this is God's to honest truth when it comes to creation, creating work. Now, I'm going to ask you something. Did Apple, the most successful tech company in the world, did Apple or Logitech 
talk to critics when developing their products. They conversed with their engineers. They trusted their engineers instead of the idiot critics who sit in front of their computers and type up something negative, something nasty, something destructive, instead of something constructive when they're being creative or critical. No. Apple trusted its designers to go ahead and implement a design and they allowed various designers to, like every other tech company, to propose their design and in the end, the executives chose what was best for the company. Simple as that. No critics involved. However, Logitech also, I believe, because of the great products they make, could also serve as another example. Now, why am I using these two companies, tech companies, as my example to compare the television and film industry? You see, what they need to do is give a big screw-you-to-the-moon finger to the critics and say, look, we're taking back control of our industry and putting it back into the hands of the producer and allowing every aspiring filmmaker or creative practitioner a chance. Now, I believe I... Also talked about this, when you allow the free market, and in this case, for the film and television industry, the free market will be the writers themselves, writers and the filmmakers themselves. If it succeeds, it succeeds. If it fails, it fails. Simple as that. It's a simple formula, which is... solid, it works, and it's a simple concept that the industry has forgotten or ignored the existence of. Now, how does one change the industry? Using the beliefs. Now, by taking risks like what Peter Jackson did with The Lord of the Rings, because let me tell you something, because when Peter Jackson was uh, looking for production companies or for looking for financing to finance Lord of the Rings, guess what? No company, no huge production company, Warner Brothers and all that, except for New Line Cinema, which took a chance, took a chance with Lord of the Rings. Same is the case with your characters. With your story, your characters, you have to take the risk. Now, I understand that your whole goal is to make money. You want a return on your investment. Now, I understand 
that concept. What I don't understand is you should not be sacrificing that in the expense, at the expense of creativity. They can go side by side. Now, if you can figure out on how to capitalize on the idea, instead of just saying, this idea won't make any money, it's not viable, blah, 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 whatever that is being shouted out these days or whatever is being spitted out these days, onto the effect, the screenwriter or the aspiring, the aspiring movie producer or filmmaker. Instead, they get a chance. If they fail, they fail. If they succeed, they succeed. Simple as that. Let the free market decide. And when the free market decides, you are a legend. Now, the quality of the work today, it's bad. I agree. But when it comes to increasing the quality or reintroducing the quality, bringing the quality back into movies and TV shows, I would love to see the free market decide this. Now, don't let the money dictate what's good or what's bad. You let the audience, you let the audience of the film industry decide whether it's good or bad. And that's how it should work. Now, if you have a lot of mediocre creative practitioners, which I'm pretty sure even today there are, I would recommend that instead of critiquing, instead of specifying critiques or instead of selecting critiques that aren't really qualified at all, I would suggest you let the audience be the critics. You let who the target audience that you are targeting at be the critic. And when you do let that happen, you will be surprised at what can be achieved. Now, in between, now you have the gatekeeper, of course, the critic, but let the relationship between the career practitioner and the producer, the investor, flourish. Now, I understand, like I said, the investment part of it, you will be expecting a healthy return on the investment, which is fantastic and is understandable. It's normal to expect, and it is an acceptable expectation. Not arguing against that. What I am arguing against is allowing some Joe Schmo, somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, to 
critique somebody else's work before the audience gets a chance to say it. Now, working together, strengthening the relationship between the producer and the creative practitioner is the way to go. And I should mention that this needs to be the way into the future and it should also lead to a better relationship, stronger relationship. And when the work succeeds, when it is a success, that's when the uh, relationship tends to strengthen. And if it doesn't succeed, producers can just, uh, you can be on your way type uh, goodbye to the creator practitioner. And as a nice severance package, the producer can say, nope, this ain't working. Here's a bunch of money. Do whatever you want with it. Make another shitty movie. I don't care. But this ain't working for us. But also, one thing I did need to mention is when you are working together with a producer, when a creative practitioner, such as a screenwriter or filmmaker, is working together with a producer, you need to have a great relationship with that producer. You guys need to be on the same page and you need to believe in the same stuff. Now, this is where believing in the characters and believing in the story comes in handy. Now, if you do that, then I am pretty sure what Rajamali just said, just quoted in the Film Courage video, which is titled Hollywood Wishes It Would Make Movies Like RRR. You put that into YouTube and you'll find it. Anywho, I'll put that into the show notes in case you friggin' missed it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. I hope you guys... All you movie lovers and storytellers and career practitioners who are listening to this podcast, I wish you guys a great success in the future and I hope you guys come up with some quality work which creates fierce competition and which makes it difficult for the critics to say no leading to the non-existence of the critics. With that being said, thanks you for listening. I'm Jared Dean Winchester, also known as a story dude. I'm signing off for this year, and until I see you again, don't forget to turn that page until next friggin' year.